Um, but you do not need money to get in real estate. It is a lot easier if you have money, but you do not need it in order to get into real estate. Uh, so there's basically three ways that you can do it without, without having money. Um, the first one is it's called wholesaling. Um, option two is seller financing. Third way is, is raising money. And uh, that's how you, you could do it without any money. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by Gabe Peterson. Gabe's a full-time real estate investor and a two-time podcaster with the Real Estate Investing Club podcast and the Pursuing Greatness podcast. He's passionate about helping others achieve financial freedom and live a good life. Gabe, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So as you know, or I think you might know or have gleaned from the title, the goal of Beyond (laughs) Retirement is to try to help people who are stuck in the nine to five roles. Um, I'm hoping to show them some other ways to earn some money if that's what's holding them to the grindstone and hoping to show them that there are a few other ways to uh, live a different life outside the confines of the regular job. Perfect. So with you, um, let's hear a little bit about how you got started. Did you uh, grow up saying, I want to be a real estate investor? Or <laughs> did you have a few other paths that you went down before finding your, your place in the sand? Oh, man, no, I went down, uh, I went down tons of paths before I landed on real estate. Um, so yeah, I mean, I grew up in typical kind of suburban household. Uh, my dad worked at uh, Boeing for 40 years. Um, so, you know, I kind of grew up in the corporate life. Um, I started in corporate. I worked in corporate for seven years as a management consultant. Um, we did project management, process improvement, and uh, business analysis kind of stuff. Um, hated that. Did not like that job at all. Uh, but And I knew I wanted to get out and do something that was not that. I, I just didn't want to be working the nine to five. The, the, uh, the commute was, it sometimes it was like an hour and a half because traffic in Seattle is so bad. Um, yep. So I really wanted to get out of that. I just didn't know how. And so I, uh, I started, um, I started a few businesses that, uh, I would, I don't like saying the word failed because, you know, it got me to where I am. So I'm happy about it, but they were, they were false starts. How about that? Um, so I, I started, uh, a few e-commerce businesses. Um, in fact, I think one of the websites is still up. If you go to tweedandtill.com, that might be still be up. Um, so I started a few e-commerce businesses. I grew one to about 20,000 a month, uh, but margin on e-commerce is a lot lower. So it wasn't enough to like get out with. Um, right. And I just, I, I really wasn't a fan of e-commerce because it's really just sitting in front of your computer all day long, um, yep. which, you know, at least it's better than corporate because, you know, I, I can make my own schedule and everything and the sky's the limit with income, but it just wasn't for me. Uh, so I, from that, I went to, I started my own digital marketing company essentially. Um, but I really, I never got to the point where I scaled it. Um, so I just took on clients one-on-one. Um, and that was fun. But again, I, uh, I got to kind of, I kind of realized what the next step was, which was scaling, which is building on a team and, and, you know, starting to hire people. 
Um, and I'd, I'd had experience with VAs at that point and I wasn't super excited about that. Um, and that's when I read what I call the, uh, the real estate Bible. Um, it's called rich dad, poor dad. Uh, I don't know if right. you've read it or if other people have yeah. read it, um, by Robert Kiyosaki. Awesome book. Um, it, you know, it's a not enough to get you started in real estate, but it'll get you excited about real estate. And that, and that's really what it did kind of opened my eyes to the, the potential that real estate has not only as a business, but as a means to provide you financial freedom to provide you the, you know, the, the financial safety net you need in order to kind of step out and, uh, and do your own thing. Um, so I bought my first triplex, I think it was 2014. And, uh, from that point on, I, it took me a while to leave corporate. I only left corporate probably about two or so years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, something like that. Um, but you know, I worked on real estate up to that point and then I was like, all right, it's time. I got to make the leap and I did it. And uh, now, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of flips, a bunch of wholesales. Uh, I have rentals and now we're closing on a mobile home park, um, out here in, uh, in Washington. So, wow. My eyes were kind of opened by rich dad, poor dad too. Just yep. a whole different way of looking at life altogether. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good book. It is. So real estate investing isn't something that you can just kind of decide you're going to jump into. I mean, it, it, it does take a little bit of cash up front. You've got to have something to invest to start out with, right? Um, there's no. not really, it's not for someone who has nothing to get going. So it is, you can, you, and that's uh, so we're making a course at the real estate investing club, but you don't need to pay for this. You can also, also just go on YouTube and get all the answers. Um, but you do not need money to get into real estate. It is a lot easier if you have money, but you do not need it <laughs> in order to get into real estate. Uh, so there's basically three ways that you can do it without, without having money. Um, the first one is it's called wholesaling. And essentially this means you're marketing for properties. Um, and then you get a property under contract. So let's say I market, I find this seller who wants to sell at a hundred thousand dollars. I have him under contract, which means he signed the purchase and sale agreement. Um, and then my friend Joe over here, Joe investor, he wants to buy that contract from me, you know, the right to purchase the property at $105,000. Um, so I assign that contract over to him for 105,000 and I get the, the spread, the $5,000 difference between the two, two contracts. So that's the first way that you can do it without any money. And that's what a lot of people get started in. It's a, uh, it's difficult if you don't know how to do marketing, if you're not. So I, you know, I did digital marketing. Um, I started that business. So I, I had clients, so I, I knew how to do digital, digital marketing. So that was a big bonus for me. Like it, it really helped me out in that area. If you don't know how to do that, um, you know, there's other ways you can send yeah, letters. Um, you can do dreamless voicemail, all these different, you know, avenues to do marketing. Um, but you know, they also cost a little bit of money. Uh, and so you do need skill and a little bit of money in order to do wholesaling. Um, option two is seller financing. So this is basically where you go in and you talk to, um, you talk to sellers and you try to get it. Well, basically you, you negotiate the contract to the point where you have a lower down payment. You will have a little bit of money, um, or you can negotiate no down payment. Not a lot of sellers will go with that, but, um, it is, it's just an avenue where you can actually purchase a property without putting anything up front. Um, obviously you're going to have to give up a little bit for the seller. So give him a higher interest rate. Um, you know, whatever he wants, uh, there's give and take when you're negotiating, but if you want no money down at the beginning, uh, that's definitely an option. You can negotiate with a seller. 
uh, and say, I will put no money down and they'll be okay. Um, third way is, is raising money. And that's the way that we do it. Um, this one, you know, there's a little bit more upfront that you're going to have to do, but it's, it's definitely possible. And that's just, you're taking a deal that is a killer deal. You're giving people equity in that. You're giving them a preferred return on the, the, the income that comes in every month. Um, and you're, you're the one that's creating the deal and then they fund the deal. And uh, that's how you, you could do it without any money. Hmm. So going over those a little bit, the, the first one where you're doing the wholesale, then you, you have to go out and find people who are trying to sell their property and you got to go try to find somebody who wants to buy a property and, and you're trying to m- match them together. Yep, absolutely. So that's not really a whole lot different than a real estate uh, broker. No, not uh, there. Usually when you're doing wholesales, you're wholesaling investment deals. Um, so you're, you're not going to be able to wholesale a uh, retail buyer um, because you know they're they're a retail buyer and they're, they're usually going to want to go with a broker. Um, yeah. When you wholesale properties, usually they're, they're people that are coming to you. They have a house that I don't know, maybe one of the the walls was blown off or something like that, and they're <laughs> like, I can't sell this on the retail market, um, and so they go to you and you're the investor. And so you wholesale a contract. Obviously they could go to a broker too. That's an option. Um, but yeah. wholesaling is usually a, a little bit quicker because as the investor, you should quote unquote, have the contacts in the industry for people who are looking right. to buy those type of properties. So that's something that you'll want to probably build up before you get started is, um, a few contacts, people who are looking to buy properties, people who want to invest um, so that you have somewhere to go when you find this property to sell. Yep. That's one way. Um, the way I did it, I just kind of jumped in. I had the property. And so what I say is if you have a deal, people will find you. And so you don't need to worry about finding the buyer so long as you actually have a deal. A lot of people think they have yeah. a deal, but it's not an actual deal. Um, if you have a real deal, like something that is that there's value there um, and, the, and the person, the investor that's buying the contract from you, uh, there, you know, there's still meat on the bone. There's still something that they can, you know, a return that they can get from the investment, then it, right. it will sell itself. Okay. So you talked a little bit about, um, the, uh, the course you said you've got an investment, an investment course on your website, something that you teach people how to do. You teach them how to do each of these sorts of things, or do you teach them something different in your course? Yeah. So we haven't launched the course yet. Um, I, I am in the, we're, I'm probably about 90% of the way done. And so that last okay. 10% is, uh, you know, still getting the final details on it, but, um, we will be launching it soon. And, uh, it's also going to be a coaching program. Um, and yeah, it's what we're going to take somebody. The, the idea is to take somebody from zero to, uh, to get their first deal done within 60 to 90 days. Um, right. and so it's, it's really to start up your business um, I, I had wanted to try to, to do zero to 1000 in cash flow um, in 90 days, but that really depends on your market and some people, uh, you know, it'll be difficult for them to do that. And so I, I wanted to, you know, I don't want to lie to anybody about outcomes. And so I, I'm, I'm deciding whether to do, get your first deal done in 60 to 90 days or get a thousand dollars, uh, cash flow in 60 to 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a, might be a safer bet to do the, get the deal done based on the way, uh, the way the different markets are. You don't know who you're going to get in advance, so you're not really sure yep. where they're going to be finding a deal. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. 
So one of the topics that you uh, indicated that you could potentially give some advice about is habits. And now I know that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we all talk about there being good habits and bad habits. It's generally a whole lot easier to develop a bad habit and it's <laughs> right? substantially easier to break a good habit. You know, it, it seems like it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's really easy to give up on the good stuff and it's really hard to give up on the bad stuff. And can you, can you talk maybe a little bit about um, how habits have played a role for you and what you might suggest for people who are struggling a bit to get good habits going? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm not like a, a medical doctor or anything. I just said that no. I could talk on the subject <laughs> because I, it's something that I'm really interested and passionate in. And I, you know, I've spent a lot of my own time, um, you know, really focused on habits and getting good habits in my own life. Um, and sorry, can you, <laughs> can you rephrase? Repeat that? Yeah, repeat yeah. it. So I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how um, developing habits has played a role for you and maybe give some suggestions on ways people can maybe uh, better build some habits of their own if they're struggling with it now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to write that down. So one is better build. All right. So um, sorry, I'm just uh, writing here. So I know no two questions in one and I got to <laughs> remember to do do one at a time. Um, so yeah, how habits have affected me? I mean, that's, it, it's really simple in my mind. Um, like, you know, there's been periods in my life when I, when I'm not habituated to positive, uh, positive habits, my actions don't, you know, provide a positive outcome for my life. Um, and that's just when I kind of, when I don't really have a goal and I'm just kind of floating and I, everything, it just kind of happens and I don't have a direction. And so it's just, everything just kind of becomes homogenous and there is no, I don't know, there's no, um, my energy gets kind of dispersed and nothing gets done. And I just kind of feel blah. I, that's not scientific, but it is, you know, <laughs> kind of how I feel, yeah. but then it comes in the actual habits. And so, I mean, there's specific habits that I have actively tried to insert in my life. And I feel like they've contributed a more so than other things that I've habitually done. Um, for instance, meditation really, really is a great habit that I feel anybody can add to their life just because it allow it increases your ability to concentrate and focus on one thing. Um, I'm a person who really likes to do a lot of things. Obviously, I'm doing real estate. I'm doing podcasts. And so if I allow my mind just to kind of like go and do its own thing, then I tend to just kind of kind of get stuck in that wheel and not focus yep. on one thing and just and just do a bunch of things but not getting anything done. Um, right. And so when I meditate, I can kind of calm my mind and get it to center around one activity, one, you know, one goal. Um, so meditation is a great habit. I think anybody could benefit from that. Obviously, I'm not the first person to say this. Everybody says meditation is great. There's a reason for that. And, uh, and that, that's a habit that's really improved my life. Um, the other one is uh, morning and evening. I don't really want to say journaling because that's kind of a loaded uh, word, but I really just at the, in the beginning and the end of the days, I will kind of write down what I, what I really appreciated about that day um, and what I'm looking forward to in that day. And then I write down what I want to accomplish. The three things I want to accomplish in the evening, I'll write down what I'm going to accomplish the next day. Um, and then in the morning, I will review what I wrote down in the evening. Um, so I know, you know, this is really what needs to get done. Um, there's a thousand things that I do need to do, but this is the priority for today. Um, and I knock that out. 
you know, I try to knock it out before 10 a.m. Um, so before, you know, all the calls start coming in and all that, all the chaos ensues. Yep, before life starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably the, the biggest habit for me, the one that's really has uh, affected me the most, um, it's really simple, just exercise. If I don't exercise, I feel like crap and I don't get things done and yep. it, my life doesn't gel. Um, so the first thing I do every morning, wake up 5.30 and I work out and go on a run. Small runs, you know, 10 minute run and then I do weights. Um, but it just makes me, gets me feeling ready for the day and energized and, uh, you know, pumped, I suppose. Yeah, gets the blood flow and makes you, you know, feels, you feel more alive, I think. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, so I guess the uh, the key there would be find something that keeps you on track through the day. So whether it's meditation or whether it's you know, keeping track of the things that you've, that you plan to do and what you have done through the journaling. Um, I think that that's a, a big thing that a lot of people, a lot of people scoff at, but I, I think it's a really, a really powerful tool if you use it properly, because it, it focuses you on what's going right in your life. It helps you straighten out the things that aren't going right. It, and, you know, it, it keeps you going down the path that you started out on instead of drifting off. Like you say, you know, sometimes it happens. Yep. Absolutely. And, and definitely, I mean, fitness, fitness is important. It doesn't have to be, you know, training for a marathon or anything. You can get out and go for a walk in the morning, just something to clear your head and keep you going. I think that's, uh, that's all really important. Yep. Oh yeah. And the second, uh, part of that question you had asked, um, how to better build habits and uh, yeah. that one, I mean, I really feel like that's just, you, what was it? There's this one quote. I don't know if you can swear on this, but this quote says a hundred percent or uh 99% a bitch, a hundred percent a breeze. Um, and it really means if you just commit, uh, to one thing and really go a hundred percent on that one thing, meaning every day you do the habit, uh, and only one habit, don't do a thousand habits at a time. Um, just right. one habit and do it every single day. It's, it's easy. Um, you know, after, 30, 60 days, you'll, your habit will be in place and you'll just do it. Right. That's, I've been, uh, I've been reading a, a, a bunch of different books that all basically say the same thing. Um, I know that you've got, you know, the compound effect, you've got uh, the slight edge and oh, atomic yeah. habit and atomic habits. They all, they all tell you the same thing. It's little changes, little things that you do every day consistently is what's going to make the, uh, make the change happen. And all of a sudden you're at a, a huge higher point than you were at before with basically no effort at all because you've just done these little things every single day. Yep. So you've got a, off on a tangent here. You've got a, a couple of podcasts. Um, yeah. I like the sounds of the pursuing greatness podcast. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what goes on in that show? Yeah. So that one, uh, I mean, obviously my main business is real estate. Um, so it started with the real estate investing club, but, uh, while I was running that podcast, I got some people reaching out that didn't have anything to do with real estate. And I was like, you know, you, you sound great. I'd love to have you on, but you don't do real estate. And so I can't, I can't have you on. Um, so I decided to make another podcast. Uh, it's not, you know, there's no strategic vision for that one. Um, I really do just like, the topic of, you know, creating a great life, um, and how to go about doing that. And so I, I created the podcast, um, pursuing greatness. And we, I try to focus the, each episode around a specific thing. So, um, 
the four areas that we fo- that I focus on is how to master your health, your business, your relationships, and your spirit. Um, you know, as as more guests have come on, I've kind of gone away from each episode being about one specific area. It's really more just about um, how the guest, you know, what the guest does and and how how they how they do their you know, they do their, whatever their expertise is, be it relationships, business, whatever. Um, it's really just about how, about their expertise. Um, but really it is just about how to go, live a good life. So I try to tease out from the guests, um, how, you know, whatever expertise they have, I try to get that out and, uh, and, and talk about it. And so we have people that are relationship experts, um, fitness experts. We have a bunch of business owners, um, we've had some, I try to stay away from the religious side of things, uh, but we've had some spiritual, spiritually oriented people there. And so, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. Awesome. Sounds like I've got another podcast to check out. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a couple of websites based for your podcast, the, the real estate investors club.com, <clears throat> excuse me, and pursuing greatness podcast.com. And you seem to be active on all the social media platforms. Yep, yep, um, yep. Do you have anything you'd like to suggest that the uh, that the listeners take a look at on any of your uh, any of your spaces? They'll all be listed in the show show notes, so they can click them all, all of them. But uh, anything special that uh, they should look for? Um, no, yeah, and that's the real estate investing club dot com. Um, the real estate investing club dot com. If anyone wants to check that out, but yes, that's probably the best one to go to. Uh, real estate investing club is uh the main website um i mean you can check out the book uh you can get our free if if you really are interested in real estate investing then you can get um i I send out a free uh offer analysis excel which is just an excel sheet that you can use to um, analyze deals um so that's a free thing there um other than that i mean you can check out the either podcast um I just have fun doing them. So it would be, you know, check them out on whatever app or podcast app that you uh, listen to Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for being uh, here with me today, Gabe. I've really enjoyed it. And I think I've uh, maybe learned a little bit about real estate investing. I, uh, I dabbled in it a little bit, had myself one, one property for a little while, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not meant to be a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's not for everybody that's for sure no but yeah thank you thank you for having me on i've uh, i've had a blast talking with you today great have a good day uh-huh bye-bye and that's our show for this week thanks for joining me for this episode of beyond retirement i'm your host jackie Doucette. if you liked what you heard please go to wherever you listen to podcasts review the show and leave me a rating it helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people if you've got any questions or comments drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.